0: You never know exactly what's going to happen, and that's one of the things I enjoy about it. It's a different kind of mystery all the time.
1: Going to your question of where's that foundational document for Cabarrus County? And I'll give you a good lawyer answer it depends.
2: This is a podcast about a place, and there's no better way to start talking about a place than to go back to how it all began. On this inaugural episode, we're unraveling the mystery of Cabarrus County's founding documents, our birth certificate, so to speak. The search started last December with a simple emailed question, it ended with some surprising answers. I'm Dominique Clark, and I'd like to welcome you to the first ever Did Y'all Hear a Cabarrus County podcast get to the investigation momentarily. But first, check out our theme song.
3: Let's talk a little bit about the lore room. Who's been there?
2: I've gotten to go to the lore room. What did you think? It was very interesting. One, I didn't know it existed. So it was nice to know that we had a resource like that in the library. But I just thought it was interesting that we have this place to go to map our local family history. If you need to know information about people, like I just thought it was really cool.
3: When I walk in there, it feels like something out of a movie set. right? Yes. Yes. When the reporter's digging around for the answers to the questions, like that's where they go. That's exactly what I
2: told Leslie. I was like, this is the only time I've seen something like this is in movies. And the fact that we have this in our back pocket, it's just incredible.
1: It's got that old school library vibe. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. laser fish, whirring noises, yes. doors, Maps. actual things, <laughs> right? tangible <laughs> things, not things you digital. can digital. Yeah, that's right.
2: So, y'all, we should probably tell the people who we are, right? Yeah. 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 So let's go around the table. I'll kick it off. I am Dominique and I'm here with the communications and outreach team. I'm Tiffany Powell.
1: I'm Jared Glass. Jonathan
3: Weaver.
2: Kasha Thompson. Now, Kasha, I know you have some experience with the Lore Room.
4: Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? The thing I love about the Lore Room is folks think that it's you know folklore, that it's Cabarrus County's history in that way. And really, it's named after two sisters whose last name was Lore. Mm. Um, and as you mentioned, it's a great place to go for historical research. And so it's a It's a place I count on quite often in my role. And so I'll tell you a little bit about this time. It was December of 2021. And I was putting out a social media post about Cabarrus County's birthday celebration, which was December 29th. I had read it on our website. I think Clarence Horton had written it up in some comments in 1994. And so I was looking for some actual documentation to show a a visual representation of the county's founding. So I reached out to a bunch of folks to see if I could get a hold of historical documents showing December 29th as the date the county was founded. And it led us on a chase to find this set of documents.
2: That chase began with the Concord Library's law room and Leslie Kessler. This is a transcription of the right here.
0: The, show is- the analogy I use to help me think about my job sometimes is I'm kind of like the personal trainer at the gym only for information.
2: This is Leslie, personal trainer, librarian, history mystery buff.
0: I have a pretty clear memory of being in second grade and being given a book the Bobsy Twins. And I can't remember the title, but it was the volume where they go to Colonial Williamsburg and there's some kind of historical mystery that they solve. And that was from that point on, that was like my favorite kind of story. That was what I wanted to do. Any kind of mystery with the past. Um, Archaeology, although I got a little bit older and figured out that I didn't really like being dirty and I didn't really like being hot. And so maybe I was better off working inside with the historical records.
3: Indoor archaeology.
0: Indoor archaeology. But still digging for those clues and finding them and analyzing them and and using them to figure out something that just really engages me. We'll have people walk in and say, hey, I'm new to Cabarrus County. I just came here to get my library card and I want to know where I am now. What do I read? What do I look at to figure out kind of the local context that I'm now part of? Or we'll have people come in and say, you know, I've lived in this house for 20 years and I've always wondered what was here before it or why my road has the name that it does.
2: People come to the lore room for all kinds of reasons. Donna Klein is something of a regular. The Concord resident can often be found researching for a local DAR chapter.
3: Generally speaking, what are you hunting when you come in here? What types of documents are you looking for?
4: Typically, I'm looking for wheels. That's number one, because it names the person and his wife and his children. I'm also looking for land documents where there was land sold, exchanged, inherited. I look for church records. That has baptisms and deaths and marriages, and they they have volumes of that material here. And then there's old newspaper clippings with pictures that are just absolutely fascinating. This library and the ladies that work in it have been absolutely invaluable to this research.
0: When people come in and want to make sure that they're doing the right thing or they're doing it the most efficient way possible, then I try to help them find the answers and learn the skills to get where they want to go.
2: Leslie was one of the recipients of that email back in December.
3: So the question was whether any founding documents existed and we wanted to, you know, take a look at them and possibly use them with a anniversary celebration. So after you got the question, tell me a little bit about how you went about looking for those things.
0: Sure. So when the question came to me as it was kind of being bandied about it, it kind of came in the format of, well, well, what about the county charter? And just from working in history for a long time, my, my immediate intuitive reaction was, well, there isn't one. Counties don't get charters. And to know why you would probably need to talk to somebody with a lot of expertise in government law.
2: Luckily, we knew a guy. Deputy County Attorney David Goldberg.
1: What it really comes down to in North Carolina, there's different kinds of local governments, but it really breaks down into two main categories. You've got counties and you've got municipalities. Municipalities being towns, cities, sometimes villages. So a county is a subdivision, a part of the state government. The county is a manifestation that law refers to it as a body politic and political subdivision of the state of North Carolina. So the best way to think about it is: there's the state government, this amorphous being that's responsible for providing the services and safety and security that all of us as citizens and residents of the state come to expect. And that government is based in Raleigh. The state government, the General Assembly, has enacted laws that has delegated parts of those state responsibilities to 100 counties that cover. Every inch of the state of North Carolina, the idea being, and this is a great aspect of American government, is that local decisions, as much as possible, should be made by local representatives making local decisions in those individual counties. It's state responsibilities manifested in a local government that is representative of the people who are being directly served by those decisions. And You want to contrast that with a municipality, Mm -hmm. a city, a town. In this way, it's kind of a reverse. Not everywhere has a city or town. Plenty of people in North Carolina live in unincorporated areas, as we say. But where there are communities, people living and working together, they become something unique within that county. They can then ask the General Assembly to issue them a charter for a municipal corporation. Now, this is a fancy word for creating a new entity, a separate entity from the state government for the purposes of providing services that a county or the state would not normally provide. But a community may want as far as their aspirations and how they want to function. So going back to the original question is a county is created by an act of legislation. Most counties have a law that at one point or the other says the county of blank is hereby created. And here are its borders. And then in contrast, a municipality, a city, village, a town is created by a charter being issued by the General Assembly. Okay. And says that we are this charter creates a municipal corporation that exists for the purposes of exercising powers and authority delegated to it by the General Assembly. Gotcha. So you end up being in the same place in many ways. But the difference is important because it talks to what are these entities? So going to your question of, where's that foundational document for Cabarrus County? I'll give you a good lawyer answer. It depends. Looking at the history of it, we do see petitions submitted to the General Assembly for the creation of a county from Mecklenburg County. Okay, And so there was communities that wanted a measure of self-governance beyond that Mecklenburg offered. But there are also people who wanted to stay in Mecklenburg and some people who didn't think we need any more counties. And so that gets to the root of why this our history and the adoption of this ultimate law was a little bit bumpier than just one bill being voted on. And that's it.
0: What you're looking at is an act of the legislature that creates the county, and of course, those original handwritten bills and records and minutes are all kept in Raleigh for our state legislature. But we have a variety of resources about the the laws and the legislative history of North Carolina, and then also, of course, a lot of histories written about Cabarrus County by many people. But of course, um, everybody locally knows Judge Clarence Horton and. How foundational he has been. Um, So one thing I did was pull out his volume that covers the period of Cabarrus County's founding. In
5: 1792, Speaker Cabarrus supported the efforts of the Scots irish and German settlers who lived in the Rocky River section of old Mecklenburg County.
2: This is Judge Horton in a clip from the Historical Moments episode on Stephen Cabarrus.
5: Those pioneers wanted to create a new county to be called Union. Their efforts met with easy success in the House of Commons, but the initial bill was defeated in the Senate. Sponsors of the legislation amended the legislation to change the name for the new county to Cabarrus to honor the popular speaker of the House and to gain the necessary political support for its passage. With a change in the boundary, for the new county, the legislation easily passed both houses of the state assembly and was signed into law on December the 29th, 1792, the date from which Cabarrus County dates its existence.
0: I think the answer to that question is if you're looking for the document that is kind of like the birth certificate of Cabarrus County, it is the minutes and the bill from the legislature. I can read a little excerpt if you would like.
3: Absolutely. I'd love to hear it.
0: The county of Mecklenburg shall be divided as follows, beginning at where Iredell Line crosses the east branch of Rocky River thence down the said branch to its junction with the West Branch, which comes from Colonel Osborne's, and from thence to where the wagon road crosses Clark Creek, a little to the west of Captain Pickens, thence to the barn of Adam Meek Sr., thence to a cluster of large rocks, a little to the southeast of the Great Road from Colonel Smith's to Charlotte, not far distant from Smith's thence to James Staffords, and from thence to the mouth of Clear Creek, and all that part of the county of Mecklenburg, aforesaid, lying west and south of said dividing line, shall continue and remain a distinct county by the name of Mecklenburg, and all that part of said county lying north and east of said line shall be created into a new and distinct county by the name of Cabarrus."
3: Leslie said that you were over there hunting some of this stuff. Were you just looking at it for, for general information? What was your interest in it?
1: Usually that would be the case. We had an interesting inquiry from the federal government. for a to register for a database. And they essentially said, we want you to prove that you exist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I spent a lot of time going back with them saying, no, we definitely exist. And I just can't give you the law that says that. Right. And um, so that was my attempt at trying to get lucky. Uh, eventually, it took a couple tax forms and a utility bill uh, to show <laughs> that we existed. Uh, you see, even county government is not um, exempt from the intricacies of federal governance sometimes. Right. Right. So we're clear
3: as far as the federal government is concerned at this point. We have proven our existence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You get the question, you do the digging, you've come up with the answer. How do you feel when you've gone through that process?
0: Oh, that's really satisfying. It's It's got its own whole kind of dramatic feel as if somebody comes in and my adrenaline gets going a little bit. Oh, where am I gonna look? Have I had this question before? Do I know? Can I find it? Oh, I found a clue. This isn't quite it, but it references this other thing. We can go look at that. And then in the end, I've learned something. They've learned something. Hopefully we have the an answer. Um, If we don't have an answer, hopefully we at least have a partial answer or a clue of someplace else they need to check that maybe I can't help them with, but I can connect them with uh, the next step on kind of the the treasure map to follow to find the information goldmine they're seeking.
4: As someone who's moved around a lot, I have never really felt connected to where I've lived. So I think it's really cool that we have this resource here in Cabarrus County. And this conversation has prompted me to explore a little bit more about where I live and where we are settling down and potentially starting our family. I love hearing that. I love knowing that people can use the resources we have here at the county to learn more about their history, to find a sense of place. And I think a lot of people have pride in Cabarrus County and learning more about the ways that they can have more pride in what's happening to understand what's happening in our community.
1: I really enjoyed this episode. It was interesting. I learned a lot, kind of piqued my curiosity where I'd actually like to learn more. And it was really cool. And who wants to do a field trip
3: to the barn of Adam Meek, Sr.? Me. Anybody oh gang? God, right?
4: <laughs> That whole boundary discussion was so interesting, and it would be cool to go and trace all those steps, find the rocks, find the barns.
3: It kind of goes to what we have a planning and zoning department for, because this is the way they created boundaries back then, and they are using rocks and barns and <laughs> locations that people own at that point,
1: but then you have to change it anytime a, a property
3: changes hands.
4: And there are some properties that are within two counties.
1: Yeah, I mean and it it goes to wanting to learn more about this is, do they go back and mark those with GPS now that that's a thing or mm. how, how is it kind of uh, written into the the books now? Maybe that's something we can explore in the future. Yeah, definitely.
2: I'll be the tour definitely. guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we know where to find the resources now.
2: All right, y'all. That's a wrap. We've got our first episode yes. in the can. That was so incredible. Big Very thank cool. you to our guests this week, David and Leslie. They provided us with such great information that we hope that you all will explore on your own time. But thank you all for tuning in. And we cannot wait to bring you the next episode of Did Y'all Hear a Cabarrus County Podcast?
3: Nailed it. Ah. And the crowd goes wild.
5: <laughs>